There are men who think vibranium is that instrument that Lionel Hampton played. There are men who think Uru and Uhura are probably the same thing. And then there's Doug Bost and Adam Bernstein. Two men who should have better things to do, but aren't doing them right now. These are two grown-ass men. Grown-ass men. In an age where Marvel comics have become Marvel movies, we are uh, privy to one of the best of the Marvel movies, if not the best, that the just best. came out, Black Panther. I mean, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Black Panther. Yeah, grown ass man is back. What's on that for? The revolution will not be televised. Let's have some fun. It's the best of the movies. It's a great movie. The acting's great. It looks great. All that stuff. But the reason it's the best of the movies is because of the symbolism behind the whole thing. I mean, it's so important. I watched a thing, they had all these people talking to a Black Panther poster on, I think it was Jimmy Fallon's show, and be, they were talk, people talking African to American, a yeah, Black Panther poster? And just saying, like, they were supposed to tell the poster what Black Panther the movie meant to them. Oh, okay. And as soon as they did that, what's the guy's name? Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. He would pop out. Thank you from the very bottom of my heart for all that you've done, um, for really being a hero um, that we really need in a time like this. Thank you so much. Darren, I think there's something wrong with your microphone. Oh! 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 And they flipped out. Right. <laughs> Every time they flipped out, they were like, this movie is the most important movie I've ever seen. I've seen it four times already. Like, to you know, the for African Americans to be portrayed in this positive, you know, respectful, intelligent, yeah, way is it just it blew everybody's mind. Incredible. What I loved was how many subversive ideas they managed to get into such a pop culture movie you know the even just the the last line that killmonger has about you know how he wanted to die rather than be like a yeah slave. i mean it's it's heavy <laughs> yeah it's really heavy i know i mean we saw the movie at bam the large theater at BAM, that's a Brooklyn Academy of Music people. In yeah. Brooklyn. And at the Harvey Theater, which is used for theater, they had the film there. It was packed. Mm. And I would say it was 90%, if not more, African American. <laughs> and it just was so electric. It's great. The feeling. And we were sitting next to four women who were, I'm guessing, in their late 40s, early yeah. 50s. You know, they had their popcorn. They were ready to rock. They were so incredibly enthusiastic about the film. Uh -huh. Like, yeah, come on. You know, like, like right. of course that's how it should be. Right. I agree. Between Wonder Woman and Black Panther, it's like a sea change in the topics and the, the people who are represented in, in, 
these mainstream superhero movies, and it's very exciting. Yeah. I mean, I had a friend who said, uh, you know, one of the things that he liked about Black Panther was as soon as you see, like, a white character, you're like, oh, that person's going to die pretty soon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And they were just not important. Right. They just felt like non-essentials, which was an, in, an interesting thing to see that these white actors were kind of the side people in the way that African-American actors have been since the film began. Yeah. And what great roles for women in Black Panther. Oh, my God. It was incredible. The sister, uh, Lupita was great. Just, it was wonderful. Yeah. They all look great. And they somehow managed to not be overly serious. Oh, no. It was very funny. Yeah. Uh, I went, I saw it uh, with, Carolyn and Acadia, and they loved it. You know, Acadia's favorite character was the sister, who's like right. Q. You know, she's like really into in, electronic you know, she gear. She creates and all, all that the stuff, all the technology, and uh, that's who Acadia just loved because she, she's so funny. Yeah, she was fantastic, and like the warrior women <laughs> were so great. And it was great. just there was just no hint of sexism. It hits you in the face. Uh huh. You know, at the same time, you're enjoying the whole thing, and it looks amazing, and it's great fighting, and the villains are great. It's, it's a, a, an action movie. It's right. a very satisfying action movie. G- really good car chase, good fights. That that fight in the in the casino that they have is really great. Yeah. Uh, I have to say that one of the white characters I did love. I loved Andy Serkis mm-hmm. as um, Claw. And I was he was dis- great. I was disappointed when he left the story. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I thought they were going to keep him going. Yeah, right. I don't think Black Panther has that many villains in the books. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as like that are known. Yeah, but he's yeah. got Claw. Like Claw is, a, is one of his villains. One. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so funny that in just reading uh, FF fifty two, the original appearance, like. That he's sort of portrayed as a villain at first. That's the first Black Panther appearance. Yeah. Oh right, he right, because he fights the the Fantastic Four. Right. But then, like, in the, I didn't read the next issue, but I know that, like, you know, he, he somehow trying to just preserve his his nation and all this stuff. But like, people were talking about online, what is the best Black Panther books to read? Right. And a friend of mine, who I hope will actually be on this show sometime, she didn't know anything about Black Panther. She's like, where should I start? So people were chiming in on Facebook about it. And I was like, oh, well, you know, you definitely have to go to the original FF stuff. I said, skip the Black Panther 1, that series with Kirby. I said, skip that. It's The it's late terrible. 70s series, yeah. Oh, my God, it's so bad. Yeah. And But the jungle action stuff in the early 70s is pretty good right it, it looks great i yeah. know that i remember loving it but then i was like jungle action it never occurred to me what a terrible title well i think jungle action had been like a tarzan comic or kazar or something like that or yeah, kazar something. as you say yeah <laughs> kazar it, it had been some sort of like you know white guys in the jungle yeah um, stories and then they they were going to phase it out because nobody was buying jungle action comics but they just they put black panther in it and right it became a hit yeah and i think 
Billy Graham was the artist, I think. That's his name. Something Graham. Billy Graham. I remember lo- liking the way it looked. Uh-huh. And I remember reading some of those. But it was funny. My friend said, why is it called Jungle Action? Well, it was exciting to see this movie do Black Panther so well. Because in the comics, I have never really found a good Black Panther story. I think yeah, not. They just haven't done it very well usually and i've picked up a few different runs of you know different writers and artists trying to right. do something cool with black panther um there were a couple in the 90s and the early 2000s i think did brubaker do one or maybe uh, i'm not sure somebody some you know really good writers uh and now tanahasi coates is doing is he still writing it? He's still writing it, and it's been very successful. But I'm not... But I haven't heard a lot of people saying that they love it. Well, it's it's hard to love, I think, although it's really interesting to read. I think the pacing of Ta-Nehisi Coates' uh, Black Panther comics is really tough. Like, yeah. it's very talky, and then there'll be a lot of action, and it's talky again, and it, it just... It, it's hard to get a, it's hard to get a momentum going sometimes. Right, in right. I mean, I've heard comics. really mixed things about it. Yeah. I I read one number one and then I just like fell off the right, you know, the plane with it. There but, was a good series for a while where uh, Black Panther took over for Daredevil in Hell's Kitchen. Really? Because yeah, he needed a. He he had left Wakanda and he had gotten uh, kicked out as the king and he needed a place to stay and Daredevil something happened with Daredevil I can't remember he had to right. like check out he couldn't do what he usually does right. and so Black Panther put on the Daredevil costume and did his stuff in Hell's Kitchen and that was a pretty good series editors note this was the Black Panther Man Without Fear 11 issue run which came out back in 2011 by David Liss and Francesco Francavilla recently released as a trade paperback definitely worth checking out in the 60s and 70s he was a minor character yeah he would appear in FF and then he was in the Avengers like off and on in the Avengers he was a minor character but nobody could forget him like as soon as you see him, he's an exciting character. He he you're absolutely right. He was a minor character, but he never but all comic book fans were like, Oh, then there's Black Panther. You know, yeah, he was right. like a he's a big deal, but he never got his due. Yeah. Until uh, now. It, and it's also interesting how the first appearance of Black Panther is July nineteen sixty six and the Black Panther Party was formed in October. <laughs> Of 1966. I mean, is so it possible? Stan Lee and Jack Kirby like got a jump on the actual Black Panther Party. Are they responsible for the name of the party? I mean, that would just be unbelievable. The Black Panther lives. So, you were actually on a Marvel cruise. Oh, I... Okay, so... Carolyn and Acadia and I went on a cruise, a Disney cruise, with our friend Lisa Carlin. Mm-hmm. And um, the wonderful Lisa Carlin. The wonderful who, Lisa Carlin. Uh, who was a performer on uh, the Disney Magic. 
Disney Magic is one of their cruise ships, and it left. We went on a five-night cruise, hmm. leaving from Miami and going out to uh, around Cuba. So we saw Cuba, and we um, went to Grand Cayman, and then we went to another island that Disney owns called yeah. Castaway Key. <laughs> and then you go back to Miami. Right. And in between, you're sailing. Between the days when you arrive on those islands, right. you're I've just sailing. Cruises, you're like, I, I've no. never, I'd never done a cruise before. Yeah. So. It's fun. It's fun. It was right? much more fun than I thought it would be. I thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to hate this. I'm going to be claustrophobic. It's enjoyable. I'm going to think it's all cheese ball stuff. It was totally enjoyable. Yeah. And one of the most enjoyable parts of it uh, was that our one of our days at sea was what they called a Marvel day at sea because Disney owns Marvel. Right. So they just poured on every Marvel thing they could. Not only on this big cruise ship, not only could you see um, Thor Ragnarok and the Black Panther and Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy movie. They're showing them all the time in their movie theater. But on the Marvel Day at Sea, you could meet all these characters. And they had all these really good actors walking around uh, as... Loki, Thor, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, uh, no, not Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow, um, Spidey, Iron Man, Groot, Peter <laughs> oh, wow. Quill. Was there uh, anyone else left on the cruise? It was amazing like... how many people they had. Uh, it was, and it was really fun. You know who was really charming? Loki. Loki was. <laughs> You spoke to Loki? We spoke to Loki, and we actually hung out with Loki. Loki, like, became, like, you know, a, a bud. Like, he's, like, right. you know, he spent some time hanging out in the hallways in his full helmet with the giant horns talking with right. us. But he would always, everybody stayed in character the whole time. Amazing. Uh, it later turned out that Loki may have been in a play with Carolyn. A few years ago, and oh, wow. that's one of the reasons that he hung out with us. Oh, because he recognized he recognized him. her, although he couldn't say anything at the time. But he recognized her anyway. Uh, and Black Panther was there. Black Panther was one of the people that you could meet and get your picture taken with. Well, he was super cool. He right. was very nice. You know, of course, like everybody else, he's completely in character. He talks to you about, you know, vibranium and Wakanda and what. So they you know, knew their shit. Oh, they all—they all have to. Yeah, they all just research their stuff. Oh man. Yeah, and um, one of the <laughs> one of the most wonderful things was all the kids, these young African American boys and girls dressed in Black Panther outfits mm. waiting to meet Black Panther right. psyched to get their pictures taken with Black Panther That's great. and he was way into it he you know the actor doing Black Panther was he would pose with everybody he would give them motivational tips right and he would like talk to them a little bit and then get on his way it, mm. it was it was great it was really our heartwarming oh that sounds Sounds fun. So there must have been so much buzz about the movie. So much buzz. To the point where you could tell that everybody on the ship had watched, all the crew on the ship had watched the movie. And I saw uh, 
the first night we were walking around, I saw a couple of guys, um, crew members, passing each other in the hall, and they gave each other that sort of uh, cross-the-chest right. salute yeah. to each other as they passed. Oh, and I was man. like, oh, they've both seen the movie, and they're just saying hi. Right. It was great. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of buzz and excitement about the about the movie. But let me just say, for people who like cruises and who enjoy comic books, the Marvel Day at Sea does not disappoint. <laughs> also, Lisa Carlin made sure Marvel that Day I attended sea. every single event that they had oh, that we geez. could possibly squeeze in, including... Um, I played a trivia game. I got up and tried to represent grown ass men in a trivia game. In oh, one nice. of their, you know, uh, I answered one, maybe two questions correctly, and then they had some questions right. that were just too arcane for me. I couldn't answer. Too arcane. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, I I've done cruises where I've performed, but I've done a lot of hanging out. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so I always enjoyed myself. I like just being on a boat and like floating around and living like a king you know that's pretty cool yeah i mean marvel has taken over you know it's so huge it's so in every part of like popular culture now. and they don't seem to make big mistakes they did a new thor movie and they just made it a comedy and it's a total success yeah they did black panther they could have messed that up but no they hired the right director they did it right, like they're just they're they're hitting every time. They're they're doing a great job. Yeah, I mean, DC hit with Wonder Woman. Yeah, they they hit it out of the park. Yeah, you know. So we'll see where they go with it. I know after that they had Justice League, and I didn't see it. You said it was like terrible. Yeah, terrible. You know, though uh, Frank McCarry has been raving about how DC Comics themselves is just blowing Marvel out the water. That's that might be true. I yeah. mean, next is Infinity War. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't. I saw some kind of article about Jim Starlin is like not going to be a part of Marvel at all. He's having some kind of dispute with them. I didn't read the article. So well, I bet he's mad if they're not using. If they're not using. Um, Warlock, like he oh, <laughs> thinks yeah. they should. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have. I, I'm so psyched for that movie. You know, I mean, God, it's going to be great. But after that, it's like, where are they going to go with this? Because it's like, well, what's great, I think, is when they are willing to make each movie its own universe. Yeah. And and yet they can all live in the same universe, which is just like the comics. Yeah. Because Guardians of the Galaxy succeeds because it's this colorful splash of fun space opera craziness, mm-hmm. and it's comedy and it's it's action and it's you know seventies music. It's very particular. And Black Panther is serious. It, I mean, it is funny, but it's yeah. like a spy movie. But with serious social undertones. Yeah, and and the villains are freaking nasty and horrible. The the villain in Black Panther makes the movie. Killmonger is maybe Marvel's, except for Magneto, is maybe right. Marvel's best uh, villain in any of the movies. Mm. Right. Well, the, both Magneto and Killmonger are were deeply 
uh, affected by racism. Yeah. You know, or Magneto anti-Semitic behavior too. Yeah. So like they have a mission. Right. You know, it's different from Thanos whose mission is I'm just going to eat all the planets or Galactus right. or, or Ultron or something like that, you know, or those those kinds of villains. It's very different, you yeah. know, than than Loki who's just, you know, he's There's out. a human quality. Yeah, and and also you could totally see Killmonger from another perspective and say he's right. He's sure. he's doing he's doing it the right way. His his plan is better than T'Challa's plan. I love that little uh bit at the end where T'Challa is addressing the UN and, and somebody asks him you know what he thinks a farming country can offer the rest of the world it just of course it just made me think of you know Trump's shithole countries yeah. comment like it just seemed and it actually seemed kind of pointed that way like the movie I thought seemed, so much was pointed about the current situation I thought so too it, it really felt like it was a movie that would be very different if it had come out five years ago. We have a lot of fun things planned for grown-ass men. We have oh. a lot of things we're planning. We have fun things planned. We are hoping to get an interview with Roy Thomas. We've been uh, planning a very interesting uh, episode about uh, alternative humor comics. We're going to bring on an expert who, who's going to fill us in yeah illuminate us a little know. bit on on mad magazine and cracked and uh magazines like that sick and crazy sick and crazy yeah and then we also uh i've been planning a couple episodes with uh, sam mistandria that sound like yeah. they're gonna be fun yeah so anyway good to be back with grown-ass men hope everybody is enjoying the episodes let us know what you want us to chat about don't freeze i never freeze Adios, friend. Yes, thank you.